0: Welcome to our morning devotion. Guess what? We are live right here from Christ Life Ministries and there's no power in the area. (laughs) So we are very glad we have our power backup system. Now we can just continue like normal. Alright, so uh, I want to speak about the mind of Christ today and we did touch on it a little bit yesterday. So uh, the the renewal of the mind in the mind of Christ (laughs) It's uh, is something that we have a role to play in, but we, are, we have an active role to seek out the Lord Jesus Christ and then surrender to him. Okay, so let me just describe a little bit of this role. So I'm just going to read First Corinthians chapter 2. So I'm going to start reading in verse 9. It says, On the contrary, as as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. Okay. So the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not come up in the heart of man are the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. Okay. So, if we love God, uh, John chapter 14, 21 says, um, He who has my words and keeps them is the one who really loves me, and I will love him, and I will show or reveal or make myself real to him. Okay? And in verse 23, he says, And I and the Father will love him, and we will come and make our home with him. We will make our abode with him. So, There's certain things that are not revealed to the natural mind. There's certain things that the natural mind cannot know. There's certain things that eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, into the heart of natural man. And those things are mysteries. And those mysteries are in Christ. And those mysteries God wants to reveal. That's his purpose from the creation, to reveal himself and everything that is unseen From the unseen heavenly realm from where the Father is to where we can experience it here on earth. He made creation and he made man and put it in creation and then he wanted to dwell in man. So that was his plan all along. So the whole message of the cross is about that. God coming to abide with us. God coming to live inside of us. So we have, there's, there's a, uh, there's a synergy between us and God. Uh, when, when our hearts are surrendered, we spoke about surrender yesterday, but when our hearts are, are surrendered, when, when he is welcome, and when, he's, when he comes, when he's, when he's welcome to, to come and dwell, he can reveal everything from the unseen realm to the seen realm to us. Okay? So everything that we don't know, everything that we need is, is stored up in a place called in Christ, and the word of God reveals it. All right. So when we get the revelation of what we have in Christ, and I've said this the last couple of weeks, when we get the revelation of what we have in Christ, and who Christ is that is inside of us, uh, then it starts manifesting in our lives. Because so God first sends a word, and when he sends a word, that word brings the production of the manifestation that that we need okay so i just want to quickly jump to to two scriptures before we continue reading and just get this done and then we can continue reading first corinthians chapter two so uh, it says here in verse where are we now i want to go to psalm 107 so this is the way God brings healing, for instance. So healing is something that's hidden in Christ that needs to be revealed through believers. Okay. So he says, Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sends forth his word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. Okay. So when someone needs uh, healing, the primary thing that they need is the word. The primary thing, uh, Brother uh, Hagen, Kenneth Hagen um, from the United States who, who died some years ago. Um, what a teacher of the word. And he said, uh, you, you take the word as medicine. okay? You take the word as medicine because Proverbs says it will be health to, you, to your sinews and your bones and life to your flesh. So um, the word reveals whatever is in God. So if you take the word as medicine, the word reveals to you what is stored up for you in Christ and you are healed. All right, so I want to also jump to uh, Isaiah 55. And he says in verse 9, for, uh, let's start at verse 7 just to get the whole thing. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So there's certain thoughts of the unrighteous natural man that needs to be forsaken. So that's part of of our, let's uh, Part of our role, okay, and let him return to the Lord. So we need to turn to him, return to him, okay, and he will have love, pity, and mercy on him, and to our God. So we return to the Lord and to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. So you, the, the first thing the wicked gets when when the wicked turns to the Lord and forsakes the forsake the thoughts, is an abundant pardon and love, pity, and mercy. All right. And then verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. And we looked at it the other day. The thoughts that are higher, that are God's thoughts, are mercy and love. Okay? So we, we spoke about that uh, in connection with Psalm 103, but we're not going to go into that. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the higher thoughts are the cross. The highest thoughts uh, is the love, pity, and mercy. The higher thoughts is abundant pardon, and that's what God wants to give to us. But we need to turn to Him and receive it. He says, "For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are My ways higher than your ways, and My thoughts than your thoughts." So God wants His thoughts to replace our thoughts. All right, our thoughts need to reflect His thoughts, and if our thoughts reflect the, the thoughts of God, then Uh, Our mind is renewed. And if our mind is renewed, we are completely transformed into his nature, into his uh, very image. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Okay, so verse 10 says, For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless. So the word produces. This is something that we need to get. The word has the power. The word is the thing that produces. Not you. You are not the one that produces. The word is the one that produces. Okay. So if we meditate on the word, like God said to to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, he says, Joshua, meditate on the word day and night. Do not let this word depart out of your mouth. So shall you make your way prosperous. So we need the word in our hearts and in our minds. Deuteronomy chapter 30, Romans chapter 10, over and over again, uh, the word of faith which we preach. It is not too difficult for you. Uh, The word says, don't say, what am I going to do? Who shall go up? Who shall go down? But what does it say? The word is near you, in your hearts, on your lips, the word of faith which we preach. Okay, so that he sends his word so that we can meditate on the word so that we can receive what is in locked up in the word so that the Holy Spirit can move on the word that we're meditating on and reveal the secret things that are in God to us. And then when we speak those things, it just happens. Okay, so when you meditate on the word, there's so much power available. That's released when you say something. Okay. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without or producing any effect or useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. Okay. So that's why it says uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse uh, 11 verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please God. So if you have faith in the word, if the word dwells in you, guess what? The word accomplishes that which God pleases and purpose in you. So the word brings the change. The word brings the transformation in your life. Okay. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Right. So God has sent his word to us to minister to us, to bring us life, to change everything, to reveal whatever is in Christ to us. Okay. So let's just jump back to First Corinthians chapter 2. He says there, What I have not seen, you have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Are the things that God has prepared and made and keeps ready for them who love Him? All right. Verse 10: Yet to us God has unveiled and revealed them by and through His Spirit. So if you read the book, the letter, the written word, without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Ghost moving, without the Holy Spirit, his thoughts interpreting in your mind what is written there, you're going to get a completely different story. And that's why we have 100,000 denominations and everyone fighting about the meaning of the word. It's just so simple. Let the Holy Spirit reveal Christ to you. What's he going to reveal? The cross. If you look for Jesus, you'll find him on every page. Isn't it amazing that people who who look for control, they find it and they get control over people. People who look for whatever thing to justify, they can find it somewhere. People who want to judge others, they find it somewhere. (laughs) But if you want to know the Lord, man, if you want to see Jesus, you'll find him on every page. Okay, So uh, don't let the idol in your heart, the distraction in your heart, blind you to what's written here. Rather, ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to be deceived. I ask you, reveal the word to me. Show me the mysteries. I pray, bring light onto the word. What did you mean when you spoke this? What did you mean when they wrote down what was spoken by holy men of old? What did you mean when you said, please bring me the revelation to me? Okay, so so he sends his word. What is the word? The Holy Spirit speaking the holy spirit speaking so when the holy spirit is speaking to you through what you read in the pages of the bible you see something in the unseen what i have not seen and ear has not heard and neither has it come up in the heart of man so god sends his word to reveal to you what is stored up for you in christ okay so now he says uh i have not seen ears not third yet to us god has unveiled and revealed them By and through his spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches and diligently exploring, examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and the things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. So there's things that you can know that that humanity cannot know. Okay. Through the Holy Spirit. Verse 11. For what person perceives and knows and understands what passes through a man's thoughts, except the man's own spirit within him. Just so. No one discerns, comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God, except the spirit of God. Okay. The spirit of God moves upon the word and reveals the word of God. Okay. So when the spirit speaks, that's called the word. So if he sends his word with the word comes the spirit. Okay. Jesus said, uh, John chapter six, verse 63, the flesh has no benefit whatsoever. So you can, you can discipline your flesh all you like. It's going to have no benefit, but the, words that I have been speaking to you in relationship, love, relationship, revealing his heart. The words that I've been speaking to you are spirit and they are life. So the word is spirit. The word is life. John 1 verse 4. In him the word was life and the life was light of men. Okay. So when we are born of the spirit. But John 1 says we are born of the word. First Peter 1 says we are born of the word of God. Okay. So the word is is the spirit that he's speaking okay so now he says god has unveiled these things by his spirit profounding the the, the bottomless things of god etc what person knows the thoughts except the man's own spirit now he said just so no one discerns or comes to know the thoughts of god except the spirit of god so if you received the spirit of god you have the mind of christ okay so now What do you need to do to hear the Spirit of God once you've received the Spirit of God? Well, maybe you should stop insisting on thinking your own way and just let your heart hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Sometimes we just need to, yes, get in the word, absolutely. But sometimes we just need to sit and let him speak. Put on some, you know, nice music or something. Not ACDC, I'm talking about, you know, soaking music, or rather Jason Upton. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, sit in an, in an area where you are aware of his presence, and let his thoughts speak to you. So get tuned in. You have the Holy Spirit. Now you need to learn from your side to yield to his voice. To, to recognize his voice. His voice is speaking, 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 speaking. So let everything else just be quiet, and let him speak. Let your heart listen. Let your heart hear. Okay. So. Uh, just so no one discerns the thoughts god accept the spirit of god so uh yes that's what i wanted to say galatians chapter 3 says you receive the holy spirit by the hearing of faith by hearing a message and believing it not by doing the works of the law Mm -hmm. so doing the works of the law qualifies you a natural man but hearing the message of the gospel and believing it qualifies you a spiritual man whatever is in your thoughts qualifies you natural or spiritual okay because the natural man, we looked at it yesterday, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Uh, the natural man pursues, aims at, seeks the things which gratify the flesh, the, the fleshly man. But the spiritual man say, seeks, pursues, aims at the things which, which gratifies and please the Holy Spirit. So just make an adjustment in your heart, just set your aim. Colossians chapter 3. Set your mind and keep it set on the things that are above. So, what are the higher thoughts? Mercy, love, kindness. Where is it revealed? The cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Set your mind and keep it set. How do you set your mind? Listen to the word, like you are doing now, or read the word, or meditate on the word. Take a scripture, and meditate on it. You know, read the Bible. The best way to to meditate on a scripture is to 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 read it and speak it out loud. A couple of times then think about it and read it speak it out loud you know so then you think about it keep quiet and you go over it again it's like like a, a cow chewing the cud you know um meditation right so prophet Kubas used to tell the story of um malcolm uh, malcolm someone okay he wrote a book on on um meditation and the guy said the, the guy knew the word back to back Okay, you could quote different translations every chapter. Okay, God says, now I need to teach you meditation. So we walked and he was thinking, how is God going to teach me meditation? He bumped into a cow. And he looked up and there's the cow. Okay. And on, he swallows and then whoops, it comes back. And we'll... Have you ever looked at a cow chewing the cud? Not much going on there. It's just one. So calm down. Slow down. Okay? Take... You don't have to do everything at once. Like one of my sermons. <laughs> you don't have to do everything at once. <laughs> you take a scripture and you just think on it. And then the Holy Spirit may lead you to another scripture and you think on that. And then you take this one again, you think on it. And then you take that one again, you think on it. And then another one pops up, ah, you think on that. And then revelation comes, okay? So you sit somewhere quiet and you just think on one scripture. You direct your mind on purpose to think on that scripture. Meditation, stewing the cud. Make time for that, okay? And if you have screaming children... Good luck. But do it somewhere. (laughs) All right. All right. So we have the Spirit of God, so we have the thoughts of God. So verse 12 says, Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings so freely, lavishly bestowed on us by God. So we have the Spirit, so we have the gifts of the Spirit. All right? So... The world cannot know God, but we can know God. So if you read John chapter 16, um, we can know God. And because we have the Spirit, we know him and we have his thoughts. Okay, And we have his gifts. Verse 13. We are setting these truths forth, not in words taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. But the natural, non-spiritual man, does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the spirit of God. The natural guy is always just looking out for himself, looking for a scripture to change himself, to do, to do something, to try and earn his salvation. The the natural guy that's always running around thinking of all the sin that he can get involved in. does not admit it into his heart. It's foreign to him. It's something strange to him. It's something he can't comprehend. It's something that's like it doesn't make sense to him. Okay. Does not admit into his heart the gifts, teachings, and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are fully meaningless nonsense to him, and he's incapable of knowing them. But how do we become capable then of knowing them? Because we all start out natural by hearing the gospel. then he reveals it to you, and then you become So the moment you receive the Holy Spirit, you become capable to hear his thoughts, okay? Understanding, becoming better acquainted with him, because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated, okay? But the spiritual man, that's now someone who believes the gospel, who receives the Holy Spirit, tries all things, examines, investigates all things. Someone who who directs his mind to the thoughts of the Holy Spirit, who who meditates on the word, who is with with the word, who's trained in in the word of righteousness, Hebrews chapter 5, okay? Spiritual man tries all things, examines, investigates, inquires into questions and discerns all things, yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. So if someone wants to judge a spiritual man, they just, you know, they just go judge, 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 judge. But those judgments don't stick. You can't judge a spiritual man if you don't have the Holy Ghost. See, he he's judged by no man. So you don't have the authority to judge a spiritual man if you're a natural man. Okay? He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. Okay? So sometimes a spiritual man seems strange. Do strange things sometimes. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit just says, do that, and then they will get up and they do that, people don't know why they got up, the Holy Spirit says, don't greet that guy, turn right, do that, now the people think he's funny and they don't want to greet him, okay, if someone is a spiritual man, leave him alone, he's walking with the Spirit of God, okay, so um, he's judged by no one, he can read the meaning of everything, but no one can probably get an insight into him. For who has known or understood the mind that counsels the purposes of God, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, and we do hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. Okay, so if your heart is listening to his heart, your heart will have the feelings of his heart. Your heart will have the purposes of his heart. Your heart becomes one, and your heart becomes saved. Okay? So it's the spirit, then the heart, the soul dimension, then it's the body. Okay. So we do hold the thoughts, feelings, the purposes of his heart. All right. John chapter 3 says, that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. All right. So the spiritual man is like the wind. Wind blows him. You don't know where it comes from, you don't know where he's going. People don't understand where he gets his insight from, where he gets his instruction from. He just does things. People think it's strange. Okay. Especially prophets. (laughs) So, why do this? Well, God said so. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter. Okay. Why? Because the Holy Spirit said so. Okay. So, that's why we do things. All right. So, we need to... Train our hearts, our understanding, to be tuned in to hear his voice so that we can walk with him. Okay. So if we just reverse to verse 2 and 4 of the same chapter, 1 Corinthians 2, it says, For I resolve to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So that's the beginning of everything. Be conscious of Jesus and him crucified. Be aware of the mercy, the love, the pity, the word that is sent towards you, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then he says in verse 4, And my language were not set forth in persuasive, enticing words of wisdom, <clears throat> but they were in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, approved by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. Okay, so it says we do hold the thoughts and purposes of his heart. So the moment you hear the gospel as it is revealed by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's mind is starting to, to uh, infuse your mind, infuse your heart. So the more you hear, the more your heart will be infused, and the more the impact will be of what the Spirit is saying. So it's like sitting in the sun. You get hotter the longer you sit okay, so, be in a, in an area of, of Holy Spirit radiation, let him radiate you with his glory, or something, I'm just trying to look for, for examples, so, be constantly in your mind, uh, focused on the word, and what the spirit might be saying, okay, don't run around thinking about all the stuff that can make you stressed, don't do that, rather meditate on the word of God, and rather meditate on the cross of Jesus Christ, all right, so, um, that causes us to be transformed. And Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, that we read so often, says, uh, I beg of you, in view of the mercies of God, to make, I appeal to you, I beseech you, therefore, says the King James, I, I appeal you, therefore, brethren beg of you in the view of all the mercies of god to make a decisive dedication of your bodies presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice holy devoted consecrated well pleasing to god which is your reasonable rational intelligent service and spiritual worship so now you make everything in your life available to you okay so do not be conformed to this world this age so we have not received the spirit of this world but of god okay fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs and be transformed and changed into uh, by the entire renewal of your mind that means by the entire infusion of your mind by the mind of christ all right the entire renewal of your mind let the person take over your mind let christ uh think in you speak in you speak through you okay well, it's new ideals and it's new attitude. So it's that thoughts and the feelings and the purposes, that new attitude. So that you may prove for yourselves what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, he sends his word to do and the word will not return to him void without producing that which pleases God. So the word, which is the spirit speaking, comes and he will speak in you and through you. And he will produce that which God which pleases god inside you all you need to do is hear and believe all you need to do is hear and believe meditate on the word be busy with the word abide in the word okay the holy spirit is your helper uh i'm just gonna refer to one last verse in john chapter 15 it says um verse 7 if you live in me abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts do you see there the words living in your hearts ask whatever you will and it shall be done so let his word dwell in your heart richly, Colossians 3 verse 16 and whatever you ask you will get when you bear much fruit my father is honored and glorified and you show yourselves prove yourselves true followers or disciples of mine okay There's nothing special about the word disciple. It just means a follower or something, someone who learns from someone else, okay? Verse 9, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments or my words, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. I've told told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be full, a full measure, complete and overflowing. Okay. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I've loved you. So God wants his thoughts, his feelings, his purposes, which is his love, his joy, his peace to be inside of us. That will cause you to receive whatever you ask. Okay kingdom romans chapter 14 is not in eating and drinking you know rituals food and washings but it is righteousness so you believe the word of righteousness you have it in your heart you speak it okay peace feelings and purposes of his heart and joy in the holy ghost okay so his emotions in us all right so may you just have his righteousness, peace, and joy in your life. May you experience his grace like you've never experienced it before. May you know his power. May you, may you be tuned into the mind of Christ. If you believe in Jesus, if you believe the gospel, you've already received the mind because you've already received the spirit. So, and you got it. So now just tune in your heart to channel spirit. Let your heart start listening to what the heart of God is saying. All right, let me just greet some people because I just jumped in with a word. Hello, Lenay, my beautiful wife. Dog. Hello Erica from UK, it's good to see you, Janine, all the regulars, hello Ma, Rosa, Lachry, Ma Peter from Katu, man we miss you guys already man, he said yesterday his house is quiet after the after the groblers left, yes our house is not quiet but you're <laughs> I'm glad for you that your house is quiet, <laughs> okay and Gary bless you man, it's good to see you here and Lisa bless you, love you guys and we'll see you again on Sunday morning at 930 Man, it's going to be an awesome service. I really trust God for the anointing and the power of God to be there. So if you can come, please come. If you can't, please watch. But uh, bless you, and we'll see you again Sunday morning at I-30. Amen.